0: in the know for thursday october 28th the 301st day of 2021 there are 64 days left of the year good morning MB, guiding you through in the know and k105 on litchfield's country station 1039 the Boose, live online at k105.com via the apple and android smartphone app using the soundcloud or itunes podcast on facebook watch on youtube on periscope uh, on twitter actually and the hashtag is in the know coming up today We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Gregson County Public Health Director Josh Embry will stop by for a conversation. There's a booster clinic scheduled for today. We'll tell you about that, update you on the latest, and we'll rank Halloween candy from worst to best. That and a whole lot more coming up today. Here on the end, the snow in, the no settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I don't know why I'm sleepy, but I am. Yeah, it's gonna be a dreary day today. Yeah. It'd be an easy day to be sleepy. Uh, you're wearing your UK gear today. That must yeah. mean something something special is going on today. Well, well yes, yeah. so it's Red
1: Ribbon Week yes. and you are supposed to um, sport your favorite team, whatever. Yeah, right, so right, right. Lele we put Kentucky on her.
0: and I see. So, Aleya has UK gear on today. You mm-hmm. have UK gear on today. And I'm going to save mine until tomorrow because okay. the cats are on the road at Mississippi State this week. So, uh, looking good in your UK blue over there. Um, this year might be the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. So I just want you to be prepared. Okay. Uh, price hikes on numerous items for a variety of reasons are set to make this year's Thanksgiving feast the most expensive on record. Canned cranberries will cost more because of a steel shortage. Turkeys will cost more because of the price of the corn they eat has more than doubled. And dinner rolls will cost more because of the pro- uh, the price of baking ingredients has gone up. Is that going to deter us? It won't. Will I don't it? think yeah, so. we'll, we'll still forge ahead yeah. and do do Thanksgiving the way we do Thanksgiving, that would be fine. I'm looking forward to it. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even, I don't know, Atlanta. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. You headed off to Atlanta tomorrow for game three?
2: No. No, you're going to stay home? Don't think so. I got... uh, we're going to have to get our boats out and our
0: rain ponchos for, for Grayson County, Hart County. Oh, yeah. you got to stay home because the Raiders are coming to town tomorrow, yeah. right? Should be exciting. Yeah. Uh, it'll become no surprise to you that uh, the Halloween candy has been ranked, and you know that Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are number one. I mean, it, not not even close. Not even a challenge that Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, by and large, will most people will say. Whose list is this? Um, it is a list... Produced by uh, me, yours truly. Okay. Um, last of 32 was Raisinettes.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that's fair. Almond Joy needs to be down there in Mounds. Oh.
0: You take that back. They're at number 30, and they should be higher. Almond no Joy. Way. Almond Joy is delicious. It's underrated. And it's not as, I didn't realize it was as old as it was either. I don't
2: know that underrated is the word I would use. I think it's
0: overrated at thirty. Laffy Taffy is at twenty-eight, but uh, you all be disappeared and don't tell Mrs. Gordon. Dots are at twenty-seven. Well, I uh, I mean, dots definitely 30. are better I don't than love dots. See, Laffy
2: Taffy, the, the the best. I'm not sure that I've ever eaten a Laffy Taffy, but you know you've read a thousand jokes on them.
0: I'll tell you the I'll tell you the real problem is that Kit Kat is at sixteen, not Kit Katte. Kit Katte has to be higher than sixteen. Give me a break. Uh, Twix is at 10. Snickers is at 9. Nerds, Snickers is low. Nerds at 7. Hershey's oh. Kisses at 5. Hershey's Nuggets at 4. What no is, thanks. What is that? Sour Patch Watermelon and Sour Patch Kids at 3 and 2. And then Reese's Peanut Butter Cups at number 1. What is Hershey's Nuggets? I think it's a combination of Crunch and then they're all... I don't I don't. I don't know. It's Well, I mean, if you can find out what goes into Chicken Nuggets, you'll know what goes into Hershey's Nuggets. similar principle. Periods of rain today. We'll see steady bands moving in and much more scattered tonight. Weekend looks to be sunny to end the weekend. Going to be warmer on Halloween than it will be between now and then. Next week's going to feature a few waves of rain moving in. At the same time, colder air will be sinking to the south. So that combination could lead A snowflake or two being visible nope. at some point in nope. time at the end Take of next back. week. I'm not saying it's... I'm not... I don't hear that as it's going to snow. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if later on Thursday, early on Friday... You just made
2: Dennis cook today.
0: You might see a rain shower and you might go, was that a snowflake in there? And don't be surprised if the answer is yes. But that's not until the end of next week. When also... We get to fall back and gain an hour over the course of next weekend. Not this weekend. Next weekend. Periods of rain today, a high of 56. Showers and fog tonight, a low of 54. uh, 6 in 10 chance of rain tonight. Tomorrow, 80% chance of rain, high of 60. Sloppy night for senior night out at Cougar Stadium, Sam.
2: Yeah. Most likely.
0: It uh, doesn't look too good right now, but... We've still got 24 hours to improve that forecast. Hopefully the Raiders get roughed up when they come to town tomorrow. Garland Merrick, or Merrick Garland, the Attorney General for the United States, got roughed up on Capitol Hill yesterday. I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, coverage yesterday of his testimony in Congress over this school board memo that, as uh, a lot of people outraged around the country, but Tom Cotton, the senator from Arkansas, I mean, just took him to task about, you know, um, challenging him him on why he hadn't seen a memo that had his name on it that's underneath the you know the US Department of Justice in which he heads now i understand you can't keep track of of all 150,000 employees in the justice department that would be a little challenging to do but something as significant as labeling parents who are concerned about their children as domestic terrorists or even drawing conclusions of that can be well um a problem. Uh, Josh Holly also of Missouri called for Garland to resign over his handling of, of the memo. And he also, uh, it was him. It was him or cotton that said, and thank God you're not on the Supreme court. And I'm like, Ooh, insult to injury. Since, you know, he was the one that didn't get a hearing that uh, president Obama was trying to nominate late in his term. So, Oh, there you go. President Brandon he is the ca- leaving the capital. He's off on his uh, he's off on his trip to Europe.
2: Looks like Tiger walking across the golf course.
0: Yeah, he's there trying to pull his uh, spending bill and his budget out of the fire before he goes over to uh, goes uh, over to Europe and has to defend why he couldn't get it done. So uh, we'll see. One thousand seven hundred two new COVID nineteen cases. Twenty more virus related deaths reported yesterday. is what our positivity rate is, so that's about where. I was hoping it might go under 5.5 in hopes that we might get under 5 today, but probably not going to get under 5 until maybe Saturday. I think the number we'll see tomorrow will still be in the fives. But uh, 869 patients hospitalized in Kentucky, 276 patients in ICU, 145 on ventilators. Those numbers are close to being flat. Uh, there's there are slight improvements in all those numbers, but they're not moving a whole lot. But we fortunately, I you know, to see a number on a Wednesday that is in the 1,000s instead of in the 2,000s shows you that we're that we're gaining ground. And then still a swath of red for us and our neighbors. If you um, if if you're looking to our west and our north and our east, immediately things are still red, but South, uh, for us, south all the way to the Tennessee line. We're in Orange. and Shout out uh, to
2: LaRue County, too.
0: Yeah, Edmondson County, not too far from going um, into the moderate. They're at 15, just need to get to 10 in order to do that. There is a, a vaccine clinic underway or will, uh, on tap for today, and we're going to talk with Josh Embry about it uh, more in the next segment. And he'll have all the details, but there's a free COVID-19 vaccine clinic today at the Grayson County Public Library. will not offer first doses of Moderna, but first doses of Pfizer and the Johnson & Johnson one-dose vaccine will be available. Boosters will be available for Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. It is underway. It's uh, underway until 11, and then again from 1 to 3. No appointment is necessary. Just walk in at the Grayson County Public Library. And, uh, again, we'll learn more specifics about that coming up in just a few minutes. There were unfounded reports of a student with a firearm at Grayson County High School yesterday. This has rippled across the country. There have been incidents, instances of this. Because thanks to social media, and I don't mean one particular outlet of social media, but all of them, Mm -hmm. word gets shared. Like one person says somewhere, and they might say, the high school. Well, in this day and age, what which the high school are you talking about? So someone a state away who's friends with someone can read that in passing and think you're talking about a completely different high school. So you'll see situations like this happen, and then there's this ripple effect across the country that you didn't used to have when we were more detached and information didn't flow as quickly. I don't know that this is the case, but I have heard other national stories this week of similar instances, and then next thing you know, you've got leadership at our Grayson County High School that's trying to play defense on rumors and misinformation. After several students reported to staff late yesterday that a student had a gun at the school, again, I don't know where, the, where that information got planted was it from someone actually in the school? Was it from someone out of the school? Was it from someone three you, you states can away? You never tell
2: these days. To what's hearsay you, you, and what's just
0: uh, someone. It's where like did,
2: playing the telephone where game. Where
0: did you hear that in the hallway? Well, where did they hear it um, from Facebook? Well, then immediately you've got information that isn't you know germane to your particular location. But the LPD and resource officer Ian Renfro responded, investigated uh they you know took those things very seriously they're saying and they have to because you you, you never you, know you can't be too sure but then a few minutes later principal baldwin sent or sometime later principal baldwin sent a text to parents and guardians saying everything is fine and they were made aware of the situation investigated it and you know take it very seriously et cetera. Et cetera. so again um just know. what was that there is a bug that's been flying say, around it was in just here. flying right in your head in it, your, it, it, it attacked Dennis on Tuesday, and uh, he tried to eradicate it, but it's uh, it's apparently going to require a call to mark Godby <laughs> can you bring in here your Ghostbusters bug fighting machine and I
2: just was i didn't know what I was seeing
0: yeah it's um, it's kind of one of those weird looking hard shell bug too, so who knows Kentucky has been awarded a one million dollar federal grant to help expand high-speed Internet across the state. The COVID-19 pandemic has underscored the importance of reliable high-speed Internet access for education, business, and health care. Governor Bashir said yesterday, a court the uh, access to the Internet is no longer a luxury. To build a better Kentucky, every home and business in our state should have access to affordable, adequate, and reliable Internet to participate fully in our economy, schools, and society." All states were invited to apply for a $1 million grant through one of the federal programs to distribute uh, ARPA funding. The grant is the latest step to expand high-speed internet in Kentucky. Last year, they dedicated the state, dedicated $8 million in federal pandemic relief funding to expand internet connectivity for elementary and secondary students and their families. Uh, Kentucky is improving in this regard. You know, we had that... um, Oh, what was that boondoggle that we've been dealing with for the better part of a decade that we've spent? I can't even remember the name of it now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they were trying to build that fiber backbone across the state, starting east to west. And it's just been it's hit hurdle after hurdle. And then you had to decide, well, do we just pull the plug? Um, uh, Not even proverbially, (laughs) but do we pull the plug and start from scratch or what do we do? Our community uh, has been blessed in the last uh, year you know since march and, 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 and really uh, set up work and exploratory work goes beyond March. but when the announcement was made last March for the new fiber initiative in Grayson County, that is a, an out, is an outcropping of the transition of Twin Lakes Regional to Owensboro Health and the formation of a new foundation that invested in fiber infrastructure for our community. So uh, it is um the governor's right it's not a luxury it is a ne- it is a necessity as much as well I won't, you got to have electricity before you can have internet uh but they're pr- they're becoming closer and closer to being side by side and in fact internet has surpassed uh telephone Oh, in, it's not even close in necessity yeah, no. because you can do things The internet won't. There are things you need to do on the internet you can't do on a phone, but most anything you can do on a phone, you can do on the internet. People
2: still talk on the phone?
0: (laughs) Do you know how much. Do you know? (laughs) This, on Monday, I went around. In fact, I'm going to haul it into the building later on today in case you all'd like to plan a ceremony. I took all of the landline phones and the answering machine and everything and boxed them up from our house on Monday and said.
2: Yes. I'll be I'm really liberated. curious, though. When Aleya is your age, will she even talk on the phone? Like, what, what will what will technology look like?
0: And she'll just speak it. You know, she'll yeah. speak out loud it's and just a person kind of like will the, hear it in their ear. Because the phone even phone are.
2: conversations are starting to kind of take the dip.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're becoming uh, less, uh, less and less. But anyway, the governor's right. But my point to that story was a, a million dollars is nice. Don't get me wrong. A million dollars is nice but a million dollars spread out across an entire state easier said than done I, well i don't know i don't know what How you get for so far? i don't know what you get for your money yeah. for a million dollars when it's it's for the entire state so that's i i do not mean to sound to have a tone of a lack of gratitude—that's not it. But when I go a million dollars, what? Well, so, what will a million dollars do? You know, when you see these signs on the side of the road that said, "We're paving a half mile of road," and here is what it costs to do it, I am like, "Well, that seems like a lot of money, but that's not very much road, you know." To to do maybe uh, maybe you get more value in internet expenses. I I do not uh, I do not know. Two years after. Uh, the Kentucky Republican Party filed a complaint against a potential challenger to U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell. The Federal Election Commission has unanimously dropped it. Matt Jones, who is the host of KSR, which you will hear uh, next hour on 103.9 The Moose, was uh, temporarily taken off the air after the complaint was filed in 2019. He told the Courier-Journal for a story that I think is uh, has been published today that the case demonstrates, quote, why folks are hesitant to run for office. He said it was a very stressful time. Not only was his work interrupted, but he also had to pay for a defense lawyer. He said, I have a platform and a loud voice, but imagine if I didn't. So Kentucky Republicans challenged, uh, accused Jones of using the airwaves to promote himself as a candidate. And it said, Media was making in-kind contributions by airing opinions of McConnell on his show. So this is a hairy situation. It's it's complex. It's not as simple on the surface as it might be to those who are out in the state who are just pho- uh, fans of KSR and, and maybe uh, of Matt. Uh, I never felt like that the, ch- I know he was impacted by the challenge, but I thought that I always thought that the challenge and the complaint was Kentucky Republicans, but Mitch McConnell behind it, and with iHeart because it was iHeart that was and making and Smith the, and
2: Schuster, p-
0: Simon and Schuster or, got
2: yes Simon and Schuster they were in this too, but I know that they're not controlled by the FCC right. Okay. But it, but they the followed FEC. It with the FEC, though right. they said because he was also traveling for the book at this time. So they had said that some of the money spent by them was a campaign donation because the book was a campaign.
0: Because they were paying his expenses to do the book tour Correct. or to go around actually, the places. It actually, was,
2: it was interesting. I read their release, their, their like, argument. Right. Um, it was interesting. I just found it very interesting on what Simon & Schuster or Smith & Schuster, which I don't know, remember what it's called, what they said.
0: Yeah, because CBS owns Simon & Schuster. Mm-hmm. So it's a division of – it's a publishing company that even CBS owns. Um. Which uh, Paramount owns, then CBS. But the the reason this onion has many layers is that a lot of these rules are antiquated. Because they were crafted in a time before the internet, before people could have their own voice. Because if you had a monopoly on a product, you could just pretty much determine what the content was and you could control it. And you could send certain candidates forward if you wanted to and give them an unfair advantage over the competition. Well, that landscape has changed. But it goes back to my point of... Either you regulate the broadcast industry and you regulate the Internet industry or you don't regulate either and just let the free flow of ideas. But it's not it's the reason this is still a thing is because our leadership, our Congress hasn't faced the facts on we're going to have to reinvent and reimagine the way that we're doing all of this now. And you get situations like this that. I mean, the rules were in place that they could make the claim that he was. And he was in—he was at levels gaslighting everyone on will I or won't I run or that. But he also shouldn't lose his job as a result of Because IHART had no choice. IHART had no choice because the rules were. And they're regulated by the FCC. And the FEC then has a, a standing in that. And there's they're like, well, we don't have any choice but to do this but i also don't think he should have lost his job on hay kentucky because amy mcgrath didn't like the fact that he might be running against her so i 100% i don't know it's just let, we've got That's to figure you all this stand out can't politics got to figure all of this out and uh, let's talk about something that many more people can agree on covid-19 <laughs> right <laughs> josh emery is here from the grayson county public health department we'll talk to him there's a clinic going on today you need to know about so hang around here on in the Moment. Today is Statue of Liberty Dedication Day. It was dedicated to this date in 1886. 151 feet, Lady of Liberty. It is also Chocolate Day today. Yes, yes, there was also a Chocolate Day in July, but chocolate is so great, it gets two days a year. Uh, Josh Embry is here from the Grayson County Health Department. He is the Public Health Director. Welcome back. Good morning. Uh, good morning. How do you? Uh, where are you on chocolate? Like it? Love it? Hate it? Don't? Where, I don't where? see how you can hate chocolate. That's what I <laughs> wonder. Is that even I mean... possible?
2: If you were going to say hate, hey, we, we might have to end this interview right away, right?
0: Yeah. I love chocolate. Uh, do you have a favorite kind of you know, milk chocolate? Do you like a... Uh... Uh, I just know I like Hershey's Kisses a lot. Okay. That's all right. It's kind of a pure form of what chocolate. Number, f-
2: number five on the list there? It seemed like it was about? somewhere the yeah.
0: five on the Halloween candy rank. So, sure. uh, so Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to figure out a way to wade into this. Uh, I was trying to deflect a little bit by talking about chocolate, things that make us happy. Mm-hmm. But you know, the last time we visited together, we were in we were ramping up into the the throes of the Delta variant. I know the last time we talked, we were we had just come out of a period where we thought we were like things were looking good and we're doing things, and all of a sudden. We got hit with an uppercut called Delta, and it's been quite a roller coaster ride for the healthcare community, and I presume for the Grayson County Health Department. Uh, it has, uh, but
1: you know, the, with the the virus, we've learned that there's ups and downs and all arounds, and we just
0: we go as we can. You know, we went through a um, when we went through that the most recent hump, and I'll hope that it's the last hump. Mm-hmm. But as you did that, I know fatigue was still uh, was still there uh, for people who had been involved in it from the very beginning and trying to figure out these waves that were coming. But is there a um, is there I won't call I won't say callousing because I think that means that maybe you're insensitive or, or you're dull to the situation, but the more time that you live in the middle of this, do you gain more wisdom and knowledge and know more, and as a result, have the power of wisdom that we didn't have in March of 2020? I think we definitely know a lot more um, about COVID
1: than we did in 2020. Um, However, when I say that there's still a lot of confusion and misconceptions, unfortunately, I mean, all you got to do is I noticed on your board here, you said, why did we blame societal problems on before Facebook? <laughs> mm-hmm. All you have to do is get on social media to see that there's still misinformation. And um, that you know, I don't, don't know if we'll ever completely fix that. But we definitely know more, I think, in general than we did last year.
0: I think I mentioned it yesterday or day before. And I haven't spent a whole lot of time lamenting about it. But, you know, I, I see the rankings where we are as a county. And there is there is no good reason that we score the way we do in COVID-19 metrics. When I look at other metrics, uh, well, let me, let me take you back. When I was a student at Grayson County high school, we seemingly had, and I don't know whether it was true or not, but we were all walking around with the idea that Grayson County had the highest teen pregnancy rate in the state. Now, whether that was true or not, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it seemed like it happened frequently enough that it was commonly accepted. Like, well, okay, well, we've got some problems in that regard. Maybe it's a lack of education. Maybe it's a lack of, you know, whatever it might be. But then I think of that in terms of now flash forward as a 50-year-old, and I look and see, well, we rank ninth. Well, there's, there's nothing good that Grayson County ranks ninth in in Kentucky, so there's not a we're not ninth in population so it the, so it stands to reason we would be ninth in battling with covid there's we're we're in a category that doesn't seem to fit our demographics our socioeconomic do you have an assessment as to why you know i really don't know i don't
1: i mean there's different theories and things but all I know is there's a lot of good things about Grayson county, but there's there's some things that I don't completely understand and it will be the spread of this virus yeah um and and why you know it seems like a lot of people take it seriously, but a lot of people um on the other side don't so uh, it's just hard to explain
0: i and, and as a native Grayson county and and as almost a lifelong Grayson county, and I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot to make assessments and then also be just just honest uh, in assessments with self more so than others can. Um, sometimes I wonder is that are we, we're, we're in this weird, we're not large and we're not small. You know, a lot of the rural counties in Kentucky are very clanny. You know, maybe there's only seven, 8,000 people in the entire County and it has a much more small town feel. And then we're not at the 50,000 County level where you might get, uh you know, nelson and those so you have you know bigger bases to draw from we're stuck somewhere in the middle and so in ways we have people who are open-minded and they're willing to embrace change and they say okay this is these are the times we live in and then there's a complete there's also a large number of people that say i want no change whatsoever and i'm anti-vaccine and i'm this and i'm that Uh, do you see that i i observe that do you observe that I think that there,
1: you know, as far as the numbers and the percentages and things of, of people who are anti-vaxx or whatever have you in the county, I don't, I don't exactly know that. I do know that it's that way, and I'm originally from Breckenridge County, and there are people in Breck County who you know who are who are anti Um So I think that. Who knows? I don't, I don't know the exact percentages. That's a, that's a complicated question.
0: I would be interested to yeah, – no one has the answers, and m- merely all I have are even the hypotheses to figure out why is it that we continue to be ranked the way that we are because there's no good reason that, that we should. But what right. I would also like to do, and, and maybe you know as the, as the director, but I'd even like to get beyond the director level and talk to those people that work in your organization – that are in the field that have facetime with people over the last four to five months to see what kind of revelations those folks have come to because this last six month period has been so deadly in our community. There have been people dying in the last six months that had that it it was unnecessary, right? This this was a lot of these deaths were regretfully avoidable. And I can't imagine what it must be like to be a nurse or to be a health care provider in this community now and dealing and, and having to communicate with people that have so much regret that I wish I had done something differently. I wish I had known sooner to do something else. Are you seeing pain and hurt like that in the field?
1: Yes, um, you know, we are. We're seeing, uh, you know, frustration um, specifically with uh, medical staff who, who are having a hard time understanding why there's still vaccine hesitancy. Um, And then when the numbers continue to climb and, you know, you're you're relied on heavily to do your job and rightfully to do your job, regardless of somebody's views or or what you feel like maybe have put them there, um, it is frustrating. Um, And it's sad, but at the same time, your heart breaks for that person and it breaks for those families that that lose loved ones. So there is definitely frustration. Um, There's definitely fatigue. Um, but I think that healthcare workers will always have a sense of compassion. Um, if they, if you don't have that compassion, you can't stay in healthcare. I mean, you'll burn out quickly. So yeah. obviously if you've been working in healthcare in the last two years and you've stayed consistent and you're still there, you have a level of compassion you have to, but there's definitely burnout and there's frustration. And, um, I just wish everybody completely understood, um, you know, about this vaccine and, and, and did their due diligence to, to research a valid, uh, reputable sources.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's and that's one of the things that really been challenging people over the last in the more recent months is I, I don't you know check the source of your information. I would just ask you, Facebook just, is not a just, source. Just go back, go back and find <laughs> the original source to the information that you have, and if you if you source it out. And you still feel the way that you do. Well, that's that's for you to decide, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, you can. But we can just follow all these false prophets, if you will, so easily. of people that claim to know what they're talking about, but they really don't, you know, they're just trying to seem like that they're important or knowledgeable. And that's where uh, that's where we can run afoul. Uh, you know, also about in the situation that uh, your healthcare community around you is going through is, you know, in our role. We try and split we we try and split the difference or spend fair amounts of time on being entertaining while at times we definitely have to be informative. You know, the show's about knowledge and it's about information. But it shouldn't always be serious and it's never always been serious. But we've had a hard time balancing and trying to find out when people want to laugh and smile. And when they really need to be serious and get their attention. But it's like we can have fun and talk about something else, but you know that there are COVID undertones to everything that we're doing. In your community, you all don't get to walk away from it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you all don't get to you all don't get to do a bit on the ranked Halloween candy and ha ha and yuck it up. You all are just kinda in the middle of it and I admire the stick of the people that do. Mm-hmm. I think that,
1: like I said, that, that level of compassion and uh, the service centered, uh, you know, my, uh, for instance, Mark, I was talking with a contact tracer yesterday and she was telling me, I asked her, I said, you know, how do you consider something resolved or, you know, successfully um, handled, you know, a problem. And she said, you know, if I'm taking care of sick, these sick people and making sure they have the resources that they need while they're you know, quarantine or isolate it, but then they're they don't feel like they're completely cut off from the world. And that was just a really compassionate answer. Um, and she's not the only one that feels that way. My, you know, nurses feel that way. And I know if my staff feel that way, the, the hospital staff feel that way
0: year and a half ago, you know, quarantine was lock them up, throw away the key, in, in essence. Stay as far as you, away from anybody as you can because we don't really know what we're doing. And then there's just been – that's that wisdom, I think, that I was referring to earlier that there's a practical side. You've got the knowledge. You have enough seat time that you can go. Here's how we address this situation and come to that resolution that you're talking about that's, you know, as safe as possible for everyone. So, uh, anyway, thanks for indulging me on that part because I've just been very curious about – you know, the processes and how you all are holding up and how you're, you know, addressing this Delta variant and just trying to get in hopefully what would be the waning days of this pandemic. But the reason you're here is to talk about boosters and clinics and, of course, vaccination still available. Tell me a little bit about what's going on at the public library today.
1: We are actually focusing on uh, booster doses. It's a very, very busy day. Um, I've already checked over there and they've told me that it's wild as to use their their verbiage their language that's a
0: technical that's a clinical definition yeah. there. It's, <laughs> wild. It's, it's
1: wild um which means that there's a long line and they're very busy and they're trying to keep to you know keep up so we're doing the booster doses Moderna and um Johnson & Johnson we knew that it was going to be busy because the majority of the county actually either got J&J or Moderna because the storage requirements for Pfizer was so complicated when it came out and it was the first vaccine to come out um, so we knew it was going to be busy. So we're, we're giving those booster doses if somebody has had the uh, Moderna or the Johnson and Johnson and the Moderna shot. You have to have six months after your second dose. You can get your booster shot if you meet certain requirements. So it says if you know if you're 18 years of age and you have health conditions and no, you do not have to bring documentation to show that you have a health condition. It's kind of an honor code that you sign. Um, or if you work in a high risk job well that's a lot of jobs you know you can consider if anything right now during a, a virus if you're coming in contact this with us sitting at a table could be if someone looked at us it could be high risk you sure. know yep. we're vaccinated but still could be high risk um so you know you could definitely qualify for your booster dose. teachers uh people in the healthcare, people who work front desks so we're not really we're trying to follow those guidelines but we're not interrogating people as they come through is the point being um so The J&J vaccine, you actually only have to wait two months um, to get your booster dose. And they have approved for you to mix match. I guess I can say those words, mix match. Uh Um, So if you got J&J, you can actually, um, you know, choose the Moderna or you can choose the Pfizer as
0: long as it's been two months from. Believe it or not, I'm not a scientist and I'm not an epidemiologist and I'm not a specialist on vaccinations or their construct. I know you find that hard to believe. But I was really surprised when they said, if you got one, if you got Pfizer, it's OK to get Moderna for your or your booster. Uh, A, were you surprised? And B, is that causing confusion? Uh, Yes and no. I think
1: that that just shows us that these vaccines, even though they're they're you know, you have two that are, I believe they call them mRNA vaccines. Mm hmm. Um, And then you have the the J&J, they have some differences. They also have a lot of similarities and they do the same thing. So at the end of the day, I'm not really so shocked, but the FDA tends to be, um, I don't know if I can say this on air they're very uh, thorough when it comes to stuff. We'll put it that way. So um, I'm surprised they didn't say black and white, you know, you got this, you get that, you stay with that. But then I can kind of understand too, that at the end of the day, the vaccines do the same thing. They do have a lot of similarities.
2: Now, how do you feel about mixing and matching? Like, if if you are in that situation, like myself, being a J and J, I'm looking into getting my booster.
1: I love how we're like team, team J and J, team.
2: Oh yeah, well, it's like it's like a superpower.
1: <laughs> I'm team Pfizer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so that's why you're I, over there. I'm a, Fis- we each I'm a Pfizer, got, Pfizer
1: driver. We each got different
0: ones. He got J and J, Moderna, and Pfizer. Right. I feel
2: like we're in that scene of the office. We're we're all
0: doing a standoff here. <laughs> uh, you like the mixing and matching? Do I? Yes.
1: Uh, at this point, I trust the the professionals, the scientists, and the doctors. If they say it's safe, I believe it's safe. Um, is it ideal? Maybe not, because I'm kind of a black and white person, kind mm-hmm. of like the FDA, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I also understand um, why they're doing it, and I think that the the vaccines have proven, even though they have similarities. Let's just be honest. Some have been front runners. <laughs> Um, And I think J&J does a good job. It's definitely better than not getting a vaccine at all. But I definitely think if you do lean towards the mRNA vaccines that you get a little bit more protection. So I guess at this point, yeah, if it gets us through this pandemic and it helps somebody feel safe, and we're coming on the holidays, that's that's a big thing we need to start talking about. People are going to be gathering. Um, And I've told my staff this year our message is not going to be, um, we don't think you should gather. Um, we're not going to tell people that. We're going to say, if you gather, please consider getting vaccinated
0: prior. I, I'm so sorry for taking up so much of your time because I've no, got so much, so many things I think of. I go, oh, I need to ask this. And, oh, I want I want to know that. Um, I'm going to ask you about forecasting. You just touched on Thanksgiving, and so I kind of want to get what your feeling is or what you think is going to happen in the coming weeks and months as we head into the holidays. But I also know, um, more recently, since numbers have come back down, a lot of metrics have been met that have led some school boards In some portions of the state to relax and say okay we're gonna make we're gonna make masculine schools voluntary in particular Hardin County was one of the front-runners that did it immediately on even on a day when I thought let's give it a little more time is there a study is there someone is it dr. stack is it anyone that you know of that's kind of studying to see how those systems that really got out ahead and said we're gonna make it voluntary to see how those numbers are playing in those communities do you know I think that there's really good collaboration between um,
1: KDE and Kentucky Department for Public Health. Of course, I can't particularly speak for those organizations. I'm just saying as an outsider right. um, looking in, um, I, they do look at metrics and data. Now that specific stuff that you know, sometimes they share with us as health department directors. Sometimes they don't. I guess they don't feel like it's pretty to us knowing. Um, it's more so getting them out to the schools. I will say that there's been kind of a pull away the last. Um, few months from health or um, schools relying solely on health departments now that's not a particularly bad thing that means that they're trying to get back to being self-sufficient um, for instance Grayson county schools has they've been doing their own contact tracing um, since the very beginning of school whereas last year we were doing all their contact tracing so I think that the state's uh, mission and again I can't speak for them just outside or looking in is to is to equip these school districts to try to make the best decisions they can, but each school district is different. So if they want to give them a little leeway in making those decisions. So I think it's county specific. I think that if it, it has to come down to the school board and the, the administration, and if they feel that um, they're, they're meeting their own internal benchmarks and that, they're, that the students and staff are safe, um, then, you know, that's
0: ultimately up to them. What do you feel like uh, going into the holiday season? I I know you're going to be counseling people and people are going to ask you (laughs) and say, should we gather? Should we not gather? And I know you just said that your message will not be do not gather, Mm -hmm. but there's got to be a footnote to that. It'll be do not gather, but what's the but part?
1: People are going to gather one way or the other. And if I say don't gather, that's just going to make them want to gather even more. Um, Let's just be honest. Uh, We all value our rights and we all love holidays and seeing our family. So I, the reason why I'm saying to my staff don't don't tell people that is because it's more of a realistic approach is is to say, okay, we know you're gonna gather, we know you're gonna see your mom, your dad, your mama, your papa, some of you maybe even your great grandparents. Um, if not for you, get vaccinated for them um, because I've seen a lot of tra- we have all seen a lot of tragedy um, this year, and i'm I always like to put myself in someone else's shoes mark, and so i'm I think, how would I feel if I went and I visited my mom or my dad or my grandparents or great-grandparents and I spread COVID to them and then three days after Christmas, four days, whatever, my grandmother was on a ventilator um, and then she passed away. Uh, you, you know, and that that sounds harsh, but that's the reality for so many Grayson County families, you know, that that they have faced. Um, we're nearing, um, we're almost at 100 deaths. And I always say my thoughts and prayers go out for those families, uh, continuously all the way back to the very first death from this virus in this county so uh, i just i really hope people take it seriously uh, i hope we can enjoy the holidays but also remember that there is a threat out there and it it could come back and bite any of us if if we don't practice precaution.
0: Yeah, I heard something uh, last week that uh, has come up. It keeps coming up in my mind, and we're out of time, and I know you, we got to go, and you have to go, but I thought it was called the 10-10-10 rule. Mm-hmm. When you decide something, like when you're dealing with a family member or whatever, when you, when you consider it, think about how you'll feel about it in 10 minutes. Think about how you'll feel about it in 10 days, and think about how you'll feel about it in 10 years, mm-hmm. and use those three answers to kind of guide your thinking a little like bit that. on how to do it. So I it, uh, served it, uh, found it to be a very useful tool. Josh Embry, thanks for coming in as always. Thank you. Good to see you. Public Health Director, Grayson County Health Department. Got to get you a break. Back with more here on In the Know. of the Airways. here is my request. You don't have to play it, but I hope you'll do your best. I've been listening to you show on the radio, and you seem like a friend to me. Did you know the revenue generated from gambling is more than the combined revenue from movies, cruise ships, recorded music, theme parks, and spectator sports combined? That doesn't surprise but me. But we don't have gambling in Kentucky. No. Remember, we don't have any gambling <laughs> in Kentucky. We have just just none, the lottery. None none whatsoever. And horse racing. Of, uh, horse racing is skill, Sam. Don't you know anything? Horse Historical racing. horse racing Ho- or not racing? That? It's all skill. All horse racing mm. is skill. It's being able to pick it. It's not... Churchill Downs in your pocket now, too. It's predicting things, Sam. Come on. I mean, hey. Uh, Isn't that uh,
2: when I play 21? Aren't I uh, predicting things? (laughs) You're predicting a a mathematical (laughs) outcome.
0: That's that's right. The 25 best Halloween TV episodes of the 21st century. So from the last 21 years, the uh, 25 biggest... Uh, episodes and they're much more easily found with today's you know on demand. Um, the at twenty five Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine Nines Halloween episode, I
2: need to watch that. I've watched a few seasons. I need to keep watching.
0: Yeah, uh, Thirty Rock comes in at nineteen with their episode called Stone Mountain. Are we allowed to watch Thirty Rock this week, or do we have to? All things Alec Baldwin do we have to put in a box well, I don't for a think while? He's Are at we blame. okay?
2: He's at blame. I don't think he's at blame, is he?
0: He's got a new podcast that was supposedly coming out this week that they've backburnered.
2: Yeah, I like Thirty Rock. It's it's funny.
0: Uh, the uh, Stranger Things at eighteen trick or trick or treat freak.
2: I've never
0: seen it. You've seen that episode. I should, you've seen them all, so do you remember it?
2: I don't. Okay, well, I was relying upon you to keep us... I never know TV shows by their episode name, though.
0: No, nor do I. Um, You tell me
2: that that's the episode that this happened, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember that one.
0: Parks and Rec, meet and greet. Uh, Episode 13, this must be from the reboot, because it has to be from the 21st century. One day at a time. One Halloween at a time. I forgot they rebooted that show. Curve Your Enthusiasm, have us an episode called Trick or Treat. New Girl has an episode called Keaton. The Office has one just simply called Halloween.
2: I think, is that the one that Creed shows up with all the blood over his shirt? I don't
0: Maybe. Uh, it's
2: really good timing.
0: Number two, How I Met Your Mother had an episode called Slutty Pumpkin. And at number one, Modern Family has an episode called Halloween. Hm. They always went, the Dunfies always yeah. went way far out on Halloween. So it probably would be okay. By the way, if you're looking for the Netflix codes to really zero in on the stuff you want to look at, you can go to netflix.com slash browse slash genre. And then you need to add this code. If you want family Halloween treats, it's eight one three four six five one nine five. Did you write that down, Sam?
2: Got it up here,
0: memorized. Tweet me and I'll give it to you if you don't know it. Uh, Halloween comedies eight one five one zero six zero five. Do you like these cheat codes? Like in games, they're not really cheat codes. They just enable you to go straight to
2: those. At least are easier than the games because games would be like left trigger X Y. Have
0: you? By the way, have you um, waded through Netflix? Like now that now that I live in the twenty first century. When you, when you go online to find something to watch, I have the feeling of being Starving Man at starving man at a uh, buffet. There's too many things to choose from. Mm-hmm. I need it narrowed down. So well, now some of these have, Netflix codes the are a little easier. Button. They do have the shuffle button. Uh-huh. No, there's too much. I don't. You don't no, want to play no, Netflix roulette. I don't want to play roulette. <laughs> no, could, I could get into some bad. I don't want. You to don't want to start gambling. No, right? I do not do that because we don't. Because gambling is not allowed in Kentucky. Keep that in mind. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the We all say that
1: we'll quit someday.
0: these to ponder for today. We talked about the most popular Halloween candy. I came up with, I think, what might come in the bottom of the barrel. The least popular candies. Not just 32 on down the list. Like a candy. Would you eat a candy called Poisonettes?
2: <laughs> I'd probably eat Poisonettes before i eat Raisinettes. You'd eat
0: Poisonettes before Raisinettes? <laughs> Are you serious? Oh. Man. I don't what really a, like Raisinettes. What about Good and Sweaty? <laughs> We well, like good and plenty we've those all eaten bad. good and plenty you wouldn't eat. <laughs> How about middle finger? <laughs> I got one of those. Do you have a butter finger? No, but I got a middle finger. Would you like one of those? <laughs> clam duds oh, Ooh, dear. clam duds that would ugh. lice <laughs> lice crispy treats <laughs> Yes, I told you that's bad. And then, um, was that what they made in Caneyville there? Yes, and no. In Caneyville, we had bit of squirrel. Oh dear, uh, that's what we—that was our favorite Halloween candy—was bit of squirrel. I guess it, we couldn't afford bit of.
2: Lice crispy treats is that Morgantown? Butler that is County, absolutely. <laughs> that is
0: absolutely uh, where that comes from. On television tonight, let me get to my list real quick because there'll be something I'm sure you don't want to miss. No baseball uh, though, right? Yeah, no baseball tonight because uh, travel day. You've got to get from Houston to uh Atlanta. Are it's they It's st- really not that far though. Are We're they not, still like- playing are they still playing? Yeah, they're um, still playing they're in gonna Atlanta. play in Atlanta. So Atlanta's worthy of the World Series but not worthy of the All Star game. Is that what we what we've decided? Uh be prepared though. It's gonna be very rainy in Atlanta tomorrow. It might get postponed. So we may not get game three tomorrow night, so you might want to come up with alternate plans. Miss Buckles, I know you you want to come up with alternate plans because oh, your yeah. viewing Waltz, yeah. of the World Series Game mm-hmm. Three might be. You know disrupted. what? You
2: watch instead of World Series Game Three, you watch uh, Cougars the, and the Raiders.
0: The Hart County Raiders get roughed up on K one hundred five Digital Productions. Mm-hmm. That's I like that show. The season seven premiere of City Confidential is on A and E tonight. It's one of the things you could watch since there's no baseball.
2: All right.
0: Uh, what today's Oh, there's the foot- oh Packers. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the Packers play tonight, but I don't know who. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1886, the Statue of Liberty, a gift from the people of France, was dedicated in New York Harbor. In uh, 1914, Jonas Salk was born, know, he developed the polio vaccine.
2: Like, I knew that name. I couldn't figure that yeah, out. Yeah, me too.
0: It's
2: like, that, that name sounded familiar, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. I would have been able to tell you what he did.
0: Bruce Jenner is 72 today. Mama called him Bruce. Actor Annie Potts is 69 today. I learned a couple months ago she's a native Kentucky. Yes, she is. I didn't know that. I did. I love her. Uh, uh, she's wonderful. I mean, she, you know, in designing women, she was great, but she's great on young Sheldon. She's the mom, right? Yeah, she's well, she's the mammal. The mammal her, oh, her daughter right. is Sheldon's mom. No. No, that's right. No. The mom oh, no. the is the mom daughter is... of Jackie yes. on the Connors. That's yes. that's the You're familial right. connection there. Yeah. Bill Gates is 66 today. Lauren Holly is 58. Of course, my favorite Lauren Holly role is Dumb and Dumber. If you were the last man oh, okay. I was the last woman.
2: <laughs> now, now I know. Now I know who she is.
0: And the future of the human race <laughs> depended upon... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Jamie Gertz is 56 today. Andy Richter is 55. Julia Roberts is 54 today. Wow. Brad Paisley is 49 and Joaquin Phoenix is 47. Gone but not forgotten, Bowie Kuhn, I did that for you, Sam, former baseball commissioner. I I knew you knew Bart Giamatti, and I Uh knew you knew Happy Chandler was Uh a baseball commissioner. But did you know Bowie Kuhn was a baseball commissioner for a while? Charlie Daniels was born this date in 1936. Did the Bells, have they come together with Devil Went Down to Georgia? We're not talking at the moment. Still still a no? I'm leaving them alone (laughs) until after Saturday. Oh. I felt like my best place was just to let them well, be. Well, maybe
2: during basketball, Pet Band.
0: You I've been supportive, haven't I? Yes. You even didn't need a
2: pork chop sandwich. You left those to <laughs> the rest. That's yes, yes, right.
0: I was selfless. <laughs> let everybody else have the pork chop sandwiches. Love 1956, Elvis tender. was number one. Love me true. That's a real humdinger. Let's go to 1965, The Toys and a Lover's Concerto. I ha- I- I'm familiar with this song, but I never knew that this that was the name of this song. Because it doesn't sound like The Toys or Lover's Concerto.
2: Not sure I would have known what either one of those sounded like if you'd have told me.
1: But yeah, Oh,
0: BTO number one in 74 I with that, yay good, you ain't seen nothing yet It's okay if you say it in a song title
2: some gray hair there on the drummer
0: oh yeah you, you probably could have uh, oh now she's <laughs> lady. 1983 Alabama. Lady Down on yeah. Love was number one. That
2: was about 10 seconds too long. No, Sam, that's a good <laughs> Alabama song. Uh,
0: Oxymoron right there. Patty Smythe and Don Henley, Sometimes Love Just Ain't and Enough was number one in 92.
2: like Jumbo Shrimp. I love this song.
0: He didn't like Lady Down on Love. That's what he said. Well, he, said know, love love he said good
2: Alabama
0: song. I like this song, too.
2: Hell no, yeah, I have nothing against this. It's my
0: favorite duet between the two of them that went number one. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. They laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at them because they're all the same. They laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at them because they're all the same. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Bee, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.